0: The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com.
1: Yep, there's no doubt about it. It's Thursday. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app today is thursday july 6 2023 thursday of the 13th week in ordinary time in the Missal, it's liturgical year a cycle one thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the rosary and today is the optional memorial of saint maria Goretti. she was born in 1890 the daughter of a poor italian tenant farmer on a hot afternoon in july she was sitting at the top of the stairs of her house Not quite 12, but physically mature. A neighbor, 18-year-old Alessandro, ran up the stairs. He seized her and pulled her into a bedroom. She struggled and tried to call for help. Alessandro began striking at her blindly with a long dagger. Her last hours were marked by the usual simple compassion of the good concern about where her mother would sleep forgiveness of her murder and her devout welcoming of viaticum her last holy communion she died about 24 hours after the attack alessandro was sentenced to 30 years in prison one night he had a dream or a vision of maria gathering flowers and offering them to him and his life changed when he was released after 27 years His first act was to beg the forgiveness of Maria's mother. At Maria's canonization, a 66-year-old Alessandro Serenelli knelt among the quarter million people and cried tears of joy. St. Maria Goretti, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Dear Lord, I do not know what will happen to me today. I only know that nothing will happen that was not foreseen by you and directed to my greater good from all eternity. I adore your holy and unfathomable plans and submit to them with all my heart for love of you, the Pope, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray that Catholics may place the celebration of the Eucharist at the heart of their lives, transforming human relationships in a very deep way and opening to the encounter with God and all their brothers and sisters. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My
2: Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me." Today in our Gospel for the Mass, we read again this story of the healing of the paralytic who's brought by his friends to see Jesus. and This is one of the popular stories from the early time of Jesus' public ministry. It's recounted by all three synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It's toward the beginning of all the different Gospels. Here, as we read it today, Matthew's Gospel. It's a little bit later because of the length of the Sermon on the Mount. But this is this is an important event. It happens in Capernaum toward the beginning of Jesus' public ministry that he heals this paralyzed man, and it made such an impression on everyone that we don't just hear about it in one of the Gospels, but we hear about it in all of the Gospels, all of the synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And it can be a good reminder for us. We, we pray with it many times during the Mass because it's so popular. It shows up a number of different times in our daily Mass readings, but it's important that we go back and we, we pray with it again and again. And there's so many little points that we can learn from this very incredible story from the beginning of our Lord's ministry. We hear this scene takes place when Jesus is back in Capernaum, probably in Peter's house, and as the other evangelists tell us, that there's a a large crowd, that they, they can't even get to the door, and we hear that some people brought him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, my son. Your sins are forgiven. And so, the people that take the definitive action for this story and this healing are the friends of this paralyzed man. And every time that we read this, it can be a good reminder for us of our need to do apostolate, to be bringing our friends to Jesus. There's so many different programs for evangelization that are good. There's so many different movements and ways that we think that we can, uh, spread the gospel and be very evangelical and those are all those are all wonderful things and for those that are called to be involved in these large movements or to be involved in foreign missions and going to distant countries and bringing the gospel to to people in far off lands that is a a wonderful call from the lord but for the majority of us we're called to spread the gospel right where we are right in the midst of our daily circumstances and when we think about who I need to bring to Jesus, who do I need to bring to Jesus? I want to preach the gospel to a bunch of strangers. I want to bring the gospel because that's safe. It's very safe to preach to strangers. It's very safe to preach the gospel in a podcast or a radio show where it's a bunch of strangers who, who listen, and so, therefore, there's not the need to be uh, to take any risks that we can just – we just – do our evangelization in a type of anonymous way. And again, there's a place for all those different movements and acts and works. But ultimately, who are the people that I need to have a real priority to bring to Jesus? It's my friends, my family, those closest to us. We don't have to think of strangers to whom we can spread the gospel. Rather, the most important people for whom we need to be very evangelical are our friends. And evangelization is nothing more than bringing our friends to Jesus. We don't need to overcomplicate it too much. We just bring our friends to Jesus. That's the best thing we could do for evangelization, that we just bring our friends to Jesus. That's what these friends do in this story. They bring their friend to Jesus. They recognize that Jesus can help them, uh, help him, help the paralytic in a particular way, help their friend he can help them in being friends and, and helping them help their friend. They bring their friend to Jesus. And so, that's what we should do as well. We bring our friends to Jesus. And we have to have that mentality that that's, there's a goal. There's a, Evangelization is not just speaking into the wind. Rather, there's a person. It's, <laughs> there's a finish line, if you will, which is only the beginning of the adventure. But, but the finish line is get our friends into contact with Jesus. Get our family into contact with Jesus. And then he does it from there. He he acts. We hear that when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. That's the first thing Jesus does. It's the, the spiritual cure. Take heart. Your sins are forgiven. And when we bring our friends to Jesus, when we bring our family members to Jesus, we have to let jesus operate in the way that he knows best sometimes we may want to bring someone to jesus and say jesus here's what you're going to do for this person and jesus we we often do that when we bring people to you we we can want to tell you what to do we can want to boss you around i know i know better uh this this may happen sometimes when uh we could go to the doctor for example. And I want to tell the doctor what I know is already wrong with me, that I've diagnosed through WebMD Web and what I think the right treatments are. And I go to the doctor, but we've already got the whole plan ready to go. And that's a little ridiculous. And I'm sure the doctors get, get tired of that after a little while. Well, Jesus, we, we shouldn't do the same thing with you. When we bring someone to you, we shouldn't say, here's what you're going to do. And here's what I read on the internet you need to do. Rather... Jesus, you're in charge. You're the boss. And so we bring our friends to you, but then we let you take it from there. And you're the one who will heal them in the way that you know they need. And here you begin with what's most important, which is the spiritual healing that you say to this man, your sins are forgiven. My son, that relationship, my son, your sins are forgiven. This is the best gift anyone could ever receive. He's the first person in the gospel to have his sins forgiven, the very first one to have his sins forgiven. Of all of us who have had our sins forgiven in any kind of a way, he's the first because these friends brought their friend to Jesus. And so, what a tremendous gift this is. And maybe, maybe the friends, when they saw this, they said, Well, we came for a a physical healing. We want him to be able to walk. We don't want to carry him back home, sins or no sins. And Jesus, maybe sometimes we cheapen the gift that you give us that we, we want it in a particular way. We want the physical healing, the emotional healing, the psychological healing. We want to see the results. Whereas the best gifts you give us sometimes are often invisible to the senses that we can't see or hear or touch or feel those gifts that you give us, but that's, that's the best one, Jesus, the forgiveness of our sins. And then you follow it up later with the physical healing, right? That you say to him, rise, take up your mat and go home. Um, and so you, um, you do feel, follow it up, Jesus, with the physical healing, but the spiritual is, is so much more important. And that may happen too when we bring our friends to Jesus. The most important is the spiritual healing. The most important is when someone's sins are forgiven in baptism or in confession. And then all of the additional betterment may happen further down the road. And we look forward to that and we should work toward it. But the most important thing is a spiritual heal. And Jesus, never never let us forget that. Never let us forget the importance of that spiritual healing, the importance of going to confession and having our sins forgiven, the importance of Baptism for those that are unbaptized and being washed clean of all original and personal sin. A final point we just see here is that the, the scribes and those who are around, they they don't like this. They don't like the forgiving of sins. They don't like the new thing that's happening. And That may often happen when we experience conversion or we bring someone to conversion, that some of the old guards, some of the, the people around, they may not like this new spirit. And provided we're not being uncharitable or imprudent, some people may not like that well, what are you doing going to daily mass? We only go on Sundays. Why why are you being holier than everyone else? Well, it's a good thing to do. And I'm not going to be imprudent about it. I'm not going to be uncharitable, but it's a good thing to do. And I try to pray every day. And well, what are you doing? We only pray before meals. What are you doing, spending extra time for prayer? This is something good to do. And so we shouldn't be afraid of living this, this deeper conversion. Jesus, these are the gifts that you want to give us. And this is what happens in people's lives when we bring them to you through the great work of evangelization. We ask our mother the star of the new evangelization to help us to be very evangelical and to bring all of our friends to Jesus so he can heal us both spiritually and then physically and emotionally in all other ways so we can be the saints that we're called to be. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, My guardian angel, intercede for me.
1: There's plenty more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Today's liturgical day begins in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On Thursday of the 13th week in Ordinary Time, July 6th, 2023, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek, and we begin this day of prayer with the whole church led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings.
3: Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth mouth will proclaim your your praise. praise.
1: Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God.
3: Come, Come, let let us worship worship the Lord, the Lord Lord is our God. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth. And all nations learn your saving help. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God.
1: Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come, let
3: us worship the Lord, the Lord
1: is our
3: God. Let the nations be glad and exult For you rule the world with justice With fairness you rule the peoples You guide the nations on earth Come, let us worship the Lord The Lord is our God
1: Let the peoples praise you, O God Let all the peoples praise you. Come, Come, let
3: us worship worship the the Lord. The Lord is our God. The earth has yielded its fruit. For God, our God, has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing till the ends of the earth revere him. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord
1: is our God. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it
3: was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
4: Come, let
3: us worship the Lord, the Lord,
5: The Word of the Lord is a strong shield for all who put their trust in Him.
6: The word word of the Lord is a strong shield
4: for for all who put their trust in Him.
5: As for God, His ways are perfect. The word of the Lord purest gold. He indeed is the shield of all who make Him their refuge. For who is God but the Lord? Who is a rock but our God? the God who girds me with strength and makes the path safe before me. My feet you made swift as the deer's, you have made me stand firm on the heights. You have trained my hands for battle and my arms to bend the heavy bow.
7: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen.
6: Amen. The word word of the Lord is a strong shield for all who put their trust in
5: him. Your strong right hand has upheld me, Lord.
4: Your Your strong right hand has upheld me, Lord.
5: You gave me your saving shield. You upheld me, trained me with care. You gave me freedom for my steps. My feet have never slipped. I pursued and overtook my foes, never turning back till they were slain. I smote them so they could not rise. They fell beneath my feet. You girded me with strength for battle. You made my enemies fall beneath me. You made my foes take flight. Those who hated me I destroyed. They cried, but there was no one to save them. They cried to the Lord, but in vain. I crushed them fine as the dust before the wind, trod them down like dirt in the streets. You saved me from the feuds of the people and put me at the head of the nations. People unknown to me served me. When they heard of me, they obeyed me. Foreign nations came to me cringing. Foreign nations faded away. They came trembling out of their strongholds.
7: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Your, Your strong right hand has upheld
8: me, me, Lord.
5: May the living God, my Savior, be praised forever.
4: May May the the living God, God, my Savior, be praised forever.
5: Long life to the Lord, my rock. Praised be the God who saves me, the God who gives me redress and subdues people under me. You saved me from my furious foes. You set me above my assailants. You saved me from violent men. So I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing a psalm to your name. He has given great victories to his king and shown his love for his anointed, for David and his sons forever.
7: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning,
4: beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen.
6: Let us pray. Lord God, our strength and salvation, put in us the flame of your love and make our love for you grow to a perfect love which reaches to our neighbor.
7: May May the the living God, God, my my Savior,
8: be praised forever. Open my eyes, Lord, that I may see the wonders of your law. From the second book of Samuel. David again assembled all the picked men of Israel, thirty thousand in number. Then David and all the people who were with him set out for Baalah of Judah to bring up from there the ark of God, which bears the name of the Lord of hosts enthroned above the cherubim. The ark of God was placed on a new cart and taken away from the house of Abinadab on the hill. Uzzah and Ahio, sons of Abinadab, guided the cart, while Ahio walked before it, while David and all the Israelites made merry before the Lord with all their strength, with singing and with citharas, harps, tambourines, sistrums, and cymbals. When they came to the threshing floor of Nodan, Uzzah reached out his hand to the ark of God and steadied it, for the oxen were making it tip. But the Lord was angry with Uzzah. God struck him on that spot, and he died there before God. David was disturbed because the Lord had vented his anger on Uzzah. The place has been called Perez Uzzah down to the present day. David feared the Lord that day and said, How can the ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not have the Ark of the Lord brought to him in the city of David, but diverted it to the house of Obedidom, the Gittite. The Ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obedidom, the Gittite for three months, and the Lord blessed Obedidom and his whole house. When it was reported to King David that the Lord had blessed the family of Obedidom. And all that belonged to him, David went to bring up the ark of God from the house of Obedidom into the city of David amid festivities. As soon as the bearers of the ark of the Lord had advanced six steps, he sacrificed an ox and a fatling. Then David, girt with a linen apron, came dancing before the Lord with abandon, as he and all the Israelites were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts of joy to the sound of the horn. As the Ark of the Lord was entering the city of David, Saul's daughter, Michael, looked down through the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. The Ark of the Lord was brought in and set in its place within the tent David had pitched for it. Then David offered holocausts and peace offerings before the Lord. When he finished making these offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. He then distributed among all the people to each man and each woman in the entire multitude of Israel a loaf of bread, a cut of roast meat, and a raisin cake. With this, all the people left for their homes. When David returned to bless his own family, Saul's daughter Michael came out to meet him and said, how the king of Israel was honored himself today, exposing himself to the view of slave girls of his followers, as a commoner might do. But David replied to Michael, I was dancing before the Lord. As the Lord lives, who preferred me to your father and his whole family when he appointed me commander of the Lord's people, Israel, not only will I make merry before the Lord, but I will demean myself even more. I will be lowly in your esteem, but in the esteem of the slave girls you spoke of, I will be honored. And so Saul's daughter, Michael, was childless to the day of her death. The Word of the Lord Arise, O Lord, and go to your resting place, you and the ark of your power.
6: May May your your priests be
8: clothed with virtue, and and may your saints shout for joy. joy. Lift up your heads, O gates. Rise up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in.
0: May May your your priests be clothed clothed with virtue, and
6: and may your your saints shout for joy.
0: A reading from a sermon on Psalm 41, addressed to the newly baptized by St. Jerome, priest. As the deer longs for running water, So my soul longs for you, my God. Just as the deer longs for running water, so do our newly baptized members. Our young deer, so to speak, also yearn for God. By leaving Egypt and the world, they have put Pharaoh and his entire army to death in the waters of baptism. After slaying the devil, their hearts long for the springs of running water in the church. These springs are the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jeremiah testifies that the Father is like a fountain when he says, They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, to dig for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. In another passage, we read about the Son. They have forsaken the fountain of wisdom. And again, John says of the Holy Spirit, Whoever drinks the water I will give him, that water shall become in him a fountain of water, springing up into eternal life. The evangelist explains that the Savior said this of the Holy Spirit. The testimony of these texts establishes beyond doubt that the three fountains of the Church constitute the mystery of the Trinity. These are the waters that the heart of the believer longs for. These are the waters that the heart of the newly baptized yearns for when he says, My heart thirsts for God, the living fountain. This is not a weak, faint desire to see God. Rather, the newly baptized actually burn with desire and thirst for God. Before they received baptism, they used to ask one another, When shall I go and see the face of God? Now their quest has been answered. They have come forward and they stand in the presence of God. They have come before the altar and have looked upon the mystery of the Savior. Having received the body of Christ and being reborn in the life-giving waters, they speak up boldly and say, I shall go into God's marvelous dwelling place, his house. The house of God is the church, his marvelous dwelling place, filled with joyful voices, giving thanks and praise, filled with all the sounds of festive celebration. This is the way you should speak, you newly baptized, for you have now put on Christ. Under our guidance, by the word of God, you have been lifted out of the dangerous waters of this world like so many little fish." In us the nature of things has been changed. Fish taken out of the sea die, but the apostles have fished for us and have taken us out of the sea of this world so that we could be brought from death to life. As long as we were in the world, our eyes looked down into the abyss, and we lived in filth. After we were rescued from the waves, we began to look upon the sun and look up to the true light. Confused in the presence of so much joy, we say, Hope in God, for I shall again praise him in the presence of my Savior and my God. One thing I ask
8: of the Lord, this I seek, that I I may may dwell dwell in the the house of the the Lord all all the days days of my life, that I might contemplate the beauty of the Lord and seek him in his temple. that That I I might might dwell dwell in the house of the Lord all the days days of my
6: life. Let us pray. O God, who through the grace of adoption chose us to be children of light, grant, we pray, that we may not be wrapped in the darkness of error, but always be seen to stand in the bright light of truth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever
1: amen. Jesus is accused of blasphemy. That's in today's gospel coming up in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Thursday, July 6, 2023. I'm Paul Sadiq. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord forgives the sins of a paralytic, and he is accused of blaspheming. As always, he uses this as an opportunity to teach. It's from the ninth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. And getting into a boat, he crossed over and came to his own city.
8: And behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on his bed.
6: but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to
8: forgive sins. He then said to the paralytic, Rise, take up your bed, and go home. And he rose and
1: went home. When the crowd saw it, they were afraid, and they glorified God who had given such authority to men. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find daily and Sunday Mass readings on the relevant radio app. Well, the Pope's intention for this month involves incorporating the Mass into the very heart of our lives. So let's talk a little bit about the Mass, the Eucharistic celebration. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal, is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. On Mount Moriah, Isaac, the beloved only son of Abraham, was not in the event sacrificed. On Calvary, Jesus really suffered and died for all of us on account of our sins. This fruit of expiation and atonement also reaches the souls of those who have preceded us and who are being purified in purgatory, awaiting the award of the wedding garment so as to be able to enter heaven. The Eucharistic sacrifice effects, of itself and of its own power the forgiveness of sins, but it brings this about in immediate way. For example, a person who, without attending the sacrifice, asks God to change his life and to lead him to confession will obtain this grace only by virtue of his fervor and his persistence. But if he hears Mass with this objective, it is certain he will effectively obtain this favor so long as he does not place any obstacles in the way. When Jesus Christ offers himself to his Father, he prays for all men. He always lives to make intercession for them. What better moment can we find than during the Holy Mass to approach Him and ask for what we so badly need? Each Mass is offered by the whole Church, who in her turn makes supplication for the whole world. Each time the Holy Mass is offered, it is the blood of the cross that pours down like rain upon the world. Together with the Church, we pray in a special way for the Pope, for the Bishop of the Diocese, for our own prelate, and for our brothers and sisters, for all who hold and teach the Catholic faith that comes to us from the Apostles. As well as the general effects of the Mass, there are also other particular effects for those who take part in the Holy Sacrifice, and for those for whose intention it was celebrated. For the priest, there is a very special, irrenounceable effect, as it depends on his meritorious will, that the Mass is being said. The servers, the choir, and all the devout participants who are present at the sacrifice also share in these particular effects, each one according to his or her dispositions. All of us gathered here before you, you know how firmly we believe in you and dedicate ourselves to you. For ourselves and for those who are dear to us, we pray to you, our living and true God, for our well-being and redemption as well as the effects of the praise and of the adoration that are given to God, the Holy Mass also produces fruits of remission for our sins and of impetration for all our needs. These are of themselves capable of being infinite and unlimited, but may be finite and limited according to our dispositions. This is why the preparation of our soul to attend and partake of this unique sacrifice and the moments of thanksgiving and recollection once the sacred action is over are so very important. Are you there? The Holy Kyra asks, with the same dispositions as Our Lady on Calvary, realizing that you are in the presence of God himself and are present at the enactment of that very same sacrifice. Let us ask Our Lady to intercede for us so that our celebration or our participation in the Eucharistic sacrifice may become for us the fountain at which our desires for God are satisfied and ever increased. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Time to pray once again as we join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer.
6: God, come to my assistance.
5: Harp, with praise let us awake the dawn.
4: Awake, awake lyre and harp. With, with praise let us awake the dawn.
5: Have mercy on me, God. Have mercy. For in you my soul has taken refuge. In the shadow of your wings I take refuge till the storms of destruction pass by. I call to God the Most High. To God who has always been my help, may he send from heaven and save me, and shame those who assail me. May God send us his truth and his love. My soul lies down among lions who would devour the sons of men. Their teeth are spears and arrows, their tongue a sharpened sword. O God, arise above the heavens. May your glory shine on earth. They laid a snare for my steps. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my path, but fell in it themselves. My heart is ready, O God, my heart is ready. I will sing, I will sing your praise. Awake, my soul. Awake, lyre and harp. I will awake the dawn. I will thank you, Lord, among the peoples, among the nations. I will praise you, for your love reaches to the heavens and your truth to the skies. O God, arise above the heavens. May your glory shine on earth. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.
6: As As it it was was in the beginning, beginning,
5: is now, and and will will be forever.
4: forever. Amen. Amen.
6: Let us pray. Lord, send your mercy and your truth to rescue us from the snares of the devil. And we will praise you among the peoples and proclaim you to the nations, happy to be known as companions of your Son.
4: Awake, lyre and harp, with praise let us awake the dawn.
8: My people, says the Lord, will be filled with my blessings.
7: My people, says the Lord, will be filled with my blessings.
8: Hear the word of the Lord, O nations. Proclaim it on distant coasts and say, He who scattered Israel now gathers them together. He guards them as a shepherd his
4: flock.
7: The Lord shall ransom Jacob. He shall redeem him from the hand of his conqueror. Shouting, they shall mount the heights of Zion. They shall come streaming to the Lord's blessings, the grain, the wine and the oil, the sheep and the oxen, They themselves shall be like watered gardens. Never again shall they languish.
8: Then the virgins shall make merry and dance, and young men and old as well. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will console and gladden them after their sorrows. I will lavish choice portions upon the priests, and my people shall be filled with my blessings, says the Lord.
7: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever.
4: forever. Amen.
8: My people, says says the the Lord, Lord,
4: will be filled with my blessings.
8: The Lord is great and worthy to be praised in the city of our God. The Lord is great and worthy to be praised in the city of
7: our God. The Lord is great and worthy to be praised in the city of our God. His holy mountain rises in beauty, the joy of all the earth.
8: Mount Zion, true pole of the earth, the great king's city. God, in the midst of his citadels, has shown himself its stronghold.
7: For the kings assembled together. Together they advanced, they saw. At once they were astounded. Dismayed, they fled in fear.
8: A trembling seized them there, like the pangs of birth. By the east wind you have destroyed the ships of Tarshish.
7: As we have heard, so we have seen, in the city of our God, in the city of the Lord of hosts, which God upholds forever.
8: O God, we ponder your love within your temple. Your praise, O God, like your name, reaches to the ends of the earth.
7: With justice your right hand is filled. Mount Zion rejoices. The people of Judah rejoice at the sight of your judgments.
8: Walk through Zion. Walk all round it. Count the number of its towers. Review all its ramparts. Examine its castles, that you may tell the next generation that such is our God, our God forever and always. It is He who leads us.
7: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now,
4: and and will will be forever. forever.
7: Amen.
8: Father, the body of your risen Son is the temple not made by human hands and the defending wall of the new Jerusalem. May this holy city, built of living stones, shine with spiritual radiance and witness to your greatness in the sight of all
4: nations. The
6: Lord Lord is great and worthy
7: worthy to to be praised in the city of our God. A reading from Isaiah Thus says the Lord, The heavens are my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house can you build for me? What is to be my resting place? My hand made all these things when all of them came to be, says the Lord. This is the one whom I approve, the lowly and afflicted man who trembles at my word. The Word of the Lord. Thanks thanks be be to God. God. From the depths of my heart I cry to you. Hear me, O Lord. From the depths of my heart I cry to you. Hear me, O Lord. I will do what you desire. Hear me, me, O Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. From the depths of my heart I cry to you. Hear me, O Lord. Let us serve the Lord in holiness, and he will save us from our enemies. as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Let us serve the Lord in holiness, and he will save us from our enemies.
6: The Lord Jesus Christ has given us the light of another day. In return, we thank him as we cry out, Lord, bless us and bring us close to you.
7: Lord, bless bless us and bring us us close to you. you.
6: You offered Yourself in sacrifice for our sins.
7: Accept our intentions and our work today. Lord, bless Bless us and bring us us close close to You. You
6: You bring us joy by the light of another day.
7: Let the morning star rise in our hearts. Lord, Lord, bless bless us and bring bring us us close close to you. You.
6: Give us strength to be patient with those we meet today.
7: And so imitate You. Lord, bless us and bring us close to you.
6: Make us aware of your mercy this morning, Lord.
7: And let your strength be our delight. Lord, bless us and bring us close to you.
6: Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us.
4: Our Father, who art in heaven,
7: hallowed be thy name. Thy Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. on On earth earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily daily bread, and and forgive us our trespasses, trespasses, as as we we forgive those who trespass trespass against us. And and lead us us not not into temptation, but deliver deliver us from from evil.
4: All-powerful
6: and ever-living God, at morning, noon, and evening we pray. Cast out from our hearts the darkness of sin, and bring us to the light of your truth. Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever
4: and ever. Amen. Amen. May the
6: Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life.
4: Amen. Amen.
1: Morning air is coming right up. I'm Paul Sadik I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the Relevant Radio app. In the meantime, you go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord.
0: Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group.